Hey, Garrett. Yes, Boca? If you love someone, you listen to their podcast. Hi, I'm Boca. And I'm Garrett. That's Garrett. (laughs) And this is the Bromance Podcast, the podcast with two bros talking about romantic comedies. This week we're talking about the 1997 hit... My Best Friend's Wedding. Yay! It's in a great another Julia Roberts movie. See, we're talking as if we're not happy. I think this is a unique flip in that I liked it. I don't think you did. I did not, but I don't, it's, mm, it's not that I didn't like the movie, it's that I did not like a person in the movie, but we'll get to that's that. That's every movie that you've ever seen. Uh, I would have liked Lion King, but I didn't like Scar. Like, it's, sometimes somebody's bad, it, it happens. I didn't like, it wasn't like, we'll get to it, it wasn't, the, in the Lion King, Scar is at least well written. That, yeah. That's my issue. Oh, uh, ooh, okay, see, because I'm not 100% sure who you're talking about, so yeah, we will get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 1997, Julia Roberts, we last saw her in Pretty Woman, that was 1990, so this is seven years from now. Yes. Basic plot, you can get from the, we're gonna do the thing we always do, but the basic idea, your best friend's getting married. How many friend weddings have you had to do so far? Uh, Attended already. Three. Okay. Yeah. And you're like 27, 28? 27. Okay. But honestly, two of them were, one was 26, one was 25. Oh gosh. So the last three years we got a wedding a year. Yeah. I feel like these are going to start picking up. They're definitely going to pick up. That's what everyone tells us. It's funny because like, I'm from Texas, so every once in a while I'll be like, so-and-so's getting married, so-and-so's getting married, and I'm just out here like, there's this great meme from Broad City. It's like, get married at 27? What am I, a child bride? Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's coastal energy. These characters, like, it's this movie was set in Chicago, so I guess you split the difference between the coast and the south. Yep. Because, um... They're getting this guy's getting married around like twenty eight. Yeah, do you want to walk us through more immediately? Yep. So, uh, Julia Roberts, whose actual character's name is well, Jules. <laughs> Jules. This will be easy for us. Yeah, really. Uh, Julianne Potter uh, is friends with Potter. I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Dermot. Dermot. Dermot Mulroney is the actor. You, you also saw him in Shameless. You saw him in Shameless. He did other stuff. I know he actually did other stuff. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a that guy. He's a that guy. Well, he's playing Michael O'Neill. Yeah, so Mike and Jules. Yes. Yeah. And so Jules is a food critic. She's 27, about to be 28 years old. She's out at dinner with her, one of her good friends, um, and they're talking about, you know, friends and, and, and whatnot. Why does he even, why does uh, Mike even come up? Because he she received a voicemail from him, and he's basically like, hey, like, I really need to talk to you. I've been trying to get a hold of you. I have really big news. And then they reminisce about the fact that, like, when they were younger, they said, hey, if we haven't been married by the time we're 28... That's absurd. Seems a little young here, but okay. That's I think that's a th- that's a thing you did, the whole, oh, if I'm not married by X date, of let's course. get married. But most people said that at 40. Or you either said it at 40, or you first made that agreement when you were, like, 12. Exactly. So you had no sense of the fact that, like, hey, I'm going to have to pay for student loans and live in a apartment with too many roommates and time exists yeah to worry about getting married before yeah. the age of 30 yeah no yeah what am i a child bride right yes so but th- this movie is 1997 so i guess back then like 28 was like oh boy i'm an old widow or an old uh old maid old bachelor mm-hmm. now let me settle down gosh yep if I, I mean i i have told you repeatedly mm-hmm. this calendar year if i'm still out here at like 34 yes. I, don't, I don't need to be married yes. but if i'm still out here at 34 Trying to get like sections at the club, mm-hmm. partying with like an open like uh, button down shirt with like chest hairs out or whatever, you can just take like a cattle prod and just insert it directly into my umbilical blah blah blah, blah, blah. 
It's my brain. You're Abdullah, ah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, see, my brain's already <laughs> melting. Yeah. Perfect. I'll make sure to keep a note of that. This episode's sponsored by the drink of the week. We're calling this one the Kimmy, because that's a character we'll introduce later. It is, this drink, it's rum, uh, bubble, um, lemon lime soda water yes. plus Sprite. Yeah, because it's pale and bubbly, which is a character we'll meet later. Yeah. So, anyway, fast forward, Jules then calls back her friend. Yeah, calls back Mike. And it's like, hey, what's up? You know, what do you need to talk to me about? Also, by the way, like, I was talking to my friend about that pack we had back when we were kids. Remember when we used to fuck and liked it a lot? Right? So, like, I'm not sure if it's kind of this or, like, what's happening. And And he he cuts her off and goes right to... I'm getting married to a 20-year-old who's still in school, who's who's fucking rich. Who's a junior, and who we don't... That's never brought up as being kind of weird, because he's like, you know, again... He's my age. If I was dating a junior in college... If you were dating a junior in college, I would be like... not even old enough to drink alcohol. Yeah, that's absurd. And, like, this is never brought up as an oddity. Also, they're supposed to be, like, best friends. And he does make a point to say, like, he's been trying to get a hold of her for the last couple weeks. Yeah. That being said, it's Wednesday. The the wedding is on a Sunday, and it's going to be a four-day wedding. Is is this part of your problem with the movie? There's there's a running list. I thought that was first one. I thought that was really dumb, but I kind of moved past it. I think I forgot. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he's a... I think the, the traditional formula that people have discussed, take your age divided by 2, add 7. Yes. 28 divided by 2 is 14. 14 plus 7 it's is 21. 21. But they're 27, not 28, so therefore... Is he 28 or 27? 27. No, regardless, it's obviously too young, by the way. Let's yeah. let's not do this calculus and pretend like, oh, we think it's fine if we meet some... I'm not saying it's fine. I'm just saying that formula falls apart in the younger years. Oh, yeah, because the, the older you are, the, the less the age gap matters, yeah. right? Like, if I'm 80, who's going to give me shit for dating a 47-year-old? Exactly. Well, even then, that's kind of... That is weird. But if you're 40 and you date a 30-year-old, it's fine. That's more normal. Well, 40 divided by 2 is 20, 20 plus 7. 27, 40 to 27 isn't horrendous. That'd be better. That's like Hollywood. But point being, he's, going, he's, <laughs> he's engaged to marry a 20-year-old who no one's really met before. She apparently has never come up. And his entire thing is just like, yeah, she's normally wrong. She seems like she'd be wrong for me because, like, we're A, opposites. she's 20, we're kind of opposites. Her parents are billionaires and normally rich people make me uncomfortable. But, like, they're super down, down, down to earth and I can relate to them. Um, and so that sets off her plan. To break up this wedding. Yeah. It's Wednesday. I got till Sunday. I'm going to break up this wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't know who this other woman is, but I, even though I dumped this guy nine years ago, I want to come back into his life. Just, and, and we're best friends. I'm going to come in here and just be like, yo, he's mine. I got dibs or whatever. Yes. So I'm ready to fight a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that bitch is. Oh, my God. That bitch is no Cameron Diaz. Clap, 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 clap. Cameron Diaz. Clap, 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 clap. Yo, I love Cameron Diaz. So she's playing Kimmy Wallace. Yeah, Kimmy. So that was the joke. That's the 20-year-old. Yeah, she's she's actually really nice. Yeah. And she's just kind of like light and airy and bubbly and, you know, a little unsure of why Julia Roberts and him are best friends, and this seems sketch. Much like this beverage. Mm-hmm. No, but she's actually not unsure. It's like she, or rather... She immediately reads as oblivious, yeah. and she that isn't a facade, I don't think. No. She's a little naive and very positive. So she's like, oh my god, I've heard so much about you. I love this man, and he loves you, so instead of me viewing you as a threat, I just love you. Yep. She might be a human golden retriever. A little bit. So, she's so why great. don't you be my maid of honor? Yeah. Yo. So fuck her sister, fuck her friends, fuck anyone she's ever met before. This random woman she's known for eight minutes, maid of honor. Yeah, and not only that, but it's like... It's not just a woman I've known for eight minutes, maid of honor. Um, it is my fiance's 
ex-girlfriend slash long-term friend who's also dummy hot. You're going to be my maid of honor. Yeah. It's like, fuck. She's either super confident, playing 4D Chinese checkers, mm-hmm. or just oblivious. I'm going with oblivious. This woman is a golden retriever in this movie. Yeah. Oh, bless her heart. I know. Bless her sweet, sweet heart. Her sweet, sweet heart. So what happens next? Um, so, what happens? So then they arrive, they do the, what is the next thing that happens in the event of this? We're going to figure it out. It's going to be fine. It's oh, yeah, didn't don't they go on to actually trying on, like, the, the bridesmaids' dresses? Is that where they go? Okay, the yeah, they, they're doing bridal, uh, bridesmaids' dresses. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember what happens in that part. Um, I mean, at this point, she's really just trying to, like, establish that she's going to be, like, a dutiful maid of honor while at the same time, like, actively trying to sabotage the entire thing. Um, and, oh, first thing being the car- the fucking karaoke. Oh, is that where they go first? Yeah. Okay, so I guess they go to some bar after they all just get there, and uh, Jules, she's already has the wheels in motion. I'm just going to do everything I can to subvert this woman mm-hmm. when she's trying to get married. So like, Kim's like, oh, I really don't want to sing. And Jules is like, no, we're making this bitch sing. Here you go. And it's awful. But for some reason, like Mike finds it endearing. Not just Mike finds it endearing. Everyone in the bar finds it endearing. This movie's a little bit of, like, Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. A little bit. <laughs> Jules is Wiley Coyote trying to, like, fuck She's got up some Road acne Runner. shit going yeah, at all times. falling off cliffs and, like, exploding with some TNT. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it all backfires. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so they do the karaoke thing. Her plan to, like, have her sing poorly and that to look bad on her completely backfires and everyone mm-hmm. finds it super endearing. Yeah. So then, uh, we've not mentioned this person, but he actually plays a pretty major role in this movie, George. I fucking love George. George is her best friend. Yeah. George is also gay. Yeah, George is her editor. He's a gay man in a long... I don't know if... Yeah, he's married. Yes. Um, which I guess wasn't legal. Right. I mean, you can be married in your heart. No, I mean, he actually had a ring and stuff yeah. and like lived with a dude, so I was like, yeah, maybe common law marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't need to harp on that, but he's a long-term committed loving relationship. Yeah. And like, George is just like, oh, Jesus Christ. This is... George is watching, eating popcorn, saying, Jules, you're being fucking stupid. Yes. Um, but how does he get involved at this point? So George flies to Chicago because she calls him all like, we got to break this thing up. I need your help. I need you to help me break this thing up. This mm-hmm. cannot happen. I've now realized that my friend of nine years I'm in love with and we have to figure out how to sabotage this. And George, as the best friend in a rom-com, is like, well, just tell him how you feel. And yep. Like, For the record, bad advice in general. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do that. Well, Bury those feelings. No. And start a podcast. Jesus. No. <laughs> It's this podcast is not that loaded. I'm just saying it's a bad idea. <laughs> so a bad idea. So he's getting his suit fitted. She decides to go in this bitch and is like, "Hey, like he." She marches up with every intention of being like, "Hey, I'm in love with you. Like, you know, call this thing off. I'm your your woman." And we also should point out that yes, they are like best friends, but through this entire thing, there is a very thick romantic subplot of like, well, not subplot, but like there's pretty big romantic tension between the two of them yeah where like he's not treating her like a friend he like even when he answers the phone is like what's up beautiful and like is very like flirtatious with her yeah in a way that like you would not be with like just your friend yeah um so anyway so they're talking and she's like yeah like i just have something i need to tell you it's really big and like you know i don't know really know how to come out with it and he's like well whatever it is it can't be that big of a deal Mm -hmm. and then the audio cuts and we just watch the two of them talking from george's perspective yeah because George, George was in the, the Taylor place say, yeah. uh, w- watching and waiting for um, Jules to tell Mike how, he, how she feels. Yes. And she just 
flakes, I guess. I guess she just chickens out. 100%. Um, yeah, so it's just like, oh, no, George is actually my husband. He's not actually uh, married this whole time. Or fiancé. Yeah, my fiancé. Uh, sorry, this is what I wanted to tell you. And you can immediately see Mike starting to, start to get jealous. Yeah, very jealous very quickly. And George is pissed off. Not, like, angry, angry pissed off, but he's, like, peeved. So he's like, oh, I'm just going to make this miserable for you. Yeah, because so it's just... like there could be such an easy solution to this, which is, like, you just tell him how you feel. Now we have to go through this entire charade of me being your both, A, now I have to pretend to be straight. Now I also have to pretend to be your fiancé. Yeah. And we have to do this. And I have to pretend I'm not married to an actual person, right? Uh-huh. So it's like, I was like, yo, way to diminish gay marriage, kind of. Um, unnecessary con- unnecessarily convoluted. You don't know what his flight back was. So it's just like... Oh God! What 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 did she do? Mm-hmm. So they uh, they uh, George just gives her a hard time. They're all they're all at dinner with it's George plus Jules plus Kim plus Mike mm-hmm. at a dinner with Kim's uh, extended family because everyone's in town for her wedding and they're the rich ones. And they're just like, oh my God, George, Jules, how did you guys meet or whatever? And it's like George tells this long, stupid fuck uh, on so purpose, dumb. stupid story about like so. Uh, I met Jules in a mental hospital. Jules was there to interview a deranged French chef because she gave him a bad review and the uh, chef went insane. And I was there. Why? He didn't explain why. He no, there. he didn't. He's like, but I'm there meeting Dion Warwick and the young Christopher Madison who plays uh, Mike's younger brother. Uh, Christopher Madison is Francis from Malcolm in the Middle. Um, he's like, well, who's Dion Warwick? And so, uh, one of the aunties at the table was like, oh, that's just, that's Whitney Houston's uh, uh, auntie. He's like, okay. She's so much more than fucking Whitney Houston's aunt. But were they just supposed to, like, start listing all of her accomplishments? She was a Grammy Award-winning singer and a UN uh, global ambassador. But wouldn't that have been weirder if they said that? You oh, yes, Dionne like, Warwick. The... She's more than Whitney Houston's <laughs> aunt. And also, she's technically her cousin. But, mind you, I had to do my own Google searching. But mm. still, I was like, well, who is Dionne Warwick? Because a lot of the music in the, in the movie uh, mm. is from Dionne Warwick. Did songs. you know all of this ahead of time, or do you have to search all of this? I did have to search all of this, but there you know what? They wrote a whole script, so I just did a podcast. Wow. So yeah. once they move past this story, well, he so he teased this whole thing up, right? So he's yeah. like, and then I meet this, and then I see this like vision. It enters the room, and, and yeah. the crowd parts. Could and God my, be so kind as to let her love me? It was actually kind of nice. Right? But it was, he was fucking around. And then he like builds this huge moment where it's like, and then she turns to me and says... The moment I wake up. I'm not going to sing. Jesus. <laughs> but no, they, he starts singing. The song, I yeah, Say a Little, a little prayer, prayer for, for you. you. Yeah. And then everyone else joins in. And oh. you're thinking like, oh, a small cute moment where everyone sings like a, like a verse or the bars. chorus. Not or, even the, oh, please not yeah, the I verse. Know. Just two bars would have been fine and we're out. No, no, no. This not a musical yeah. for the next this two movie, minutes wait. and 30 seconds becomes a musical. Yeah. This movie's a musical because they sing like the entirety of I Say a Little Prayer and everyone at the table can kind of sing. Everyone so. in the restaurant is singing. Yeah. I thought it was weird. Oh, everyone is, except Jules who's like, oh God, why did I pretend to be married to this guy who's yeah. just going to bust my balls? Um, and they're all singing. The funniest thing to me, as you can imagine mm-hmm. from both the history of this podcast, from the names we've listed, yeah. and from the setting of this film, yes, everybody in the shit's white. Yeah. And so... <laughs> It was so funny because they're singing others. Uh, uh, Dion Warwick slash Aretha Franklin song. Everyone knows Aretha Franklin version. Mm-hmm. They're clapping on the one and the three. <laughs> there you go. And they could be like, the moment I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, even when it's such a, oh, God. Yep. I'm sorry. 
It's it's my culture. It's what we do. It's you know yeah maybe I'm disrespecting. We clap on the one. We clap on the three. <laughs> we bite our bottom lip and we snap and shimmy, shimmy oh, our little God. shoulders. Yeah, the and bottom lip. This is white people. No, this is America. <laughs> oh gosh, cringe yeah. in my area. Yeah, great. So yeah, they're singing and it's great. Clapping on one three. George is charming as hell. Yeah, he really um, is. Yeah. Like, he, if he were straight, he'd be a direct competitor to this man and would body him. Yeah, no, I have, I have a point about that later. Yeah, so no, it's like, 100% over. Uh, can you help me guide here? Because the next thing I yes. have is that they're on the boats, or am I missing something? Um, so they, no, because the, uh, are they, they might actually be on the boat. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, so they, like, they walk out, she's, like, you know, Tells him, like, hey, give me your actual wedding ring so that way I have a ring because I want to look like I'm actually real talking gay. Oh, yeah. That she was fucking, shitty. Yeah. She takes George's wedding ring um, and wears it herself. Just was like, yo, I need to look engaged real quick. And it's like, George is both the trooper and putting up with too much straight white girl bullshit. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, she does that. and uh, Yeah, and then it cuts to the boat. Yeah, so it cuts to the boat. So somehow, oh, they just, like, elect to spend some time together alone. Yeah, he's like, hey, like, why don't we actually catch up? Because he's, he's starting jealous. to get a little jealous. So he's like, I want some one-on-one time. It's one of our few opportunities before I get married to do yeah. that. So the la- He's like, the last time we ever might be alone together. Yeah. Which, like, is that a, th- I guess it's kind of a thing. Even just the idea, like, all right, he's a married man. He's never going to spend time alone with a woman again. Yeah. It's the, it's the Mike Which, Pence depending school. on certain marriages, you might not even see your guy friends alone again. <laughs> oh, okay. oh the, the old ball and chain, eh? Yep. Yeah. I've, I've seen King of Queens. King of Queens. <laughs> I know how it goes. Poor Kevin James. So they're, they're on this path <laughs> in multiple ways. But um, they're on this... Wait, wait, wait. How is Kevin James poor? No, just poor Kevin James just being Kevin James. He's rich. I Adam know. Salem drags along. But he's also shitty. mall cop. He's mall cop he one. one. He's mall cop two. two. All the King King of Queens residuals. Yeah. It's one of those sitcoms yeah. that did enough episodes. And then he has a, that new show that basically is King of Queens again. Oh, okay. So I missed that. It's, probably, yeah. it's on CBS, isn't it? I, I'm sure it is. Was it actually? I'm st- we should look it up later, but I bet it's on I'll, CBS. It, yeah. We'll, I'll Their entire line is trash. Anyway, yeah. what were we even talking and about at this point? some of the number one network in America. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, they Mike and Jules on the boat alone together. And Mike kind of calls out Jules like, "Yo, when we were together, like you had a very hard time expressing affection. Yeah, um, you didn't dealing with love and weren't comfortable saying I loved you. No. Um, and Mike hits Mike hits Jules with this quote coming straight from twenty year old Kim, which good for her for having such a good quote at only twenty. Yeah, uh, I, I can relate. Um, she's like, if you love someone, you say it. You say it out loud." otherwise like the moment you gotta passes, say in the moment or otherwise it, yeah it passes it speaks so directly to what jules is trying to do it's like yo I'm, she's doing all this work to break up the wedding when it's like you can end them that doesn't mean he's going to go to you no you still also need to just like let him even though expressing your feelings is dumb like let him know you love him yeah and yeah. so they have that whole moment which he like totally tees up and you know, they lock the eyes. Passes. It feels like it didn't happen. They go under a bridge. When they come out the other side of the bridge, the that no one says crosses. anything. Yeah. Exactly. So that, like, the moment's now gone. But, like, he then proceeds to sing and dance with her. Because uh, Mike is talking about how, like, man, me and Kim don't even have a song. Um, isn't that is crazy? that, like, a bad omen or whatever, like, that we just don't yeah. even have a song? Because Mike and... Because Mike and Kim might not, but Mike and Jules do. Yes. I know some. Do you know the song? Do you recognize that song? I have no idea. Song? No. You said it was John Denver's song? No, no, no. That was the song the Helium Boys were singing. Mm. Um, yeah, I have no idea what song this was. It was some old white people shit. And it they was. And danced to it. Was it. A big overbite and <laughs> snap energy. 
on the one and the three. That's that's all we got. Yeah. Oh God. Um. So that that was cute or whatever. But the moment passed for mm-hmm. where she could just say, "I love him." Um. And then we cut to, uh, Jules is now at Kim's father's office. Yes. Kim's father is like a multimillionaire. Billionaire. Uh, is he billion? They say billion. In the nineties? Yeah. In this economy? I know. It was before the dot com bust. Yeah. Or was it after? It was before because it was ninety seven dot com bust was like what, two thousand? I'm not sure. I was five. That's true. I was also five. Well in ninety seven, not in two thousand. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's not important. So she goes up to the to uh to the office with the with the guy and is yeah. like, Hey, like can I just like what use the bathroom I, or something? No. She's like, Hey, can I uh can I just uh use your office for a second? I have some calls to make. Oh, there we go. She hops on to uh, uh, to um, Kim's father's uh, laptop. Uh, a little bit greater context. Kim's father is like a sports uh, mogul. Mm-hmm. He owns like a, a big sports shit. Mike is a sports writer. Yes. Um, and so Kim from, or no, Jules from Kim's father's laptop is trying to email Mike's boss saying, hey, I need you to fire Mike because there's some context we didn't apply earlier, but basically Kim's is still a student. But she's expected to drop out of the University of Chicago to just join Mike on the road as a fucking baseball writer. Yes. Just mis- That's awful. That sounds really bad. It's rude. And so like they, they set up earlier because they all have a conversation about it. Because like actually, Julie Roberts is the one that pitches this idea in the beginning. It's which like, is why like, don't you just work for Kim's dad, who owns a sports conglomerate, not have to move around, yeah. make more money, don't have make a real her job. drop out of school. Yeah. Beyond her trying to break them up, it's not the worst idea. No, because she's also like, hey, like... Kimmy, you're trying to be an architect. Isn't having a degree kind of important to becoming an architect? Yeah. Like, you know, she do said something her with dreams yourself. aside at the age of twenty, just to marry this man as if it's fucking uh, eighteen forty-two. Yes, yeah, is not Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. So, then she's behind the uh, the keys on the yeah. dad's yeah. laptop. Julie Roberts, Jules is typing this email saying like, "Yo, I need, hey, dear Mike's boss, please fire Mike so he'll work for me." Sincerely, Kim's dad. Yeah. I don't know their names, and she's like. She at least has a, a modicum of introspection. Is like, yo, this is a terrible idea. Instead of just hitting delete, she says, you know what, just save as a draft. Um, Which is a bold move, considering that's not your laptop. Yeah, he's going to look at this and say, who the fuck typed that? Who right? Who's in my office? You're like, you immediately, she's like, well, it's, you know, just be a couple hours, it'll be on here. Was she, she coming back? She was, I guess it was planned for them to come back, because they had keys that we see a second later. So basically, she saves that as a draft. Mm-hmm. And then she was supposed to go back in there to like, eh, say, fuck it, delete it. Yeah. We see the scene that uh, Jules doesn't see. Uh, Kim's dad's like, hey, uh, um, my secretary lady, please send out all those emails I have saved as draft. Those are ready to go. It's now saved as a fucking draft. The email yeah. goes out. So when uh, Jules and Mike are back at the hotel. Wait, can we pause real quickly? Because there's two things about that that I love. Okay. When you see her typing the email. Yeah. She doesn't say, because email was so relatively new. Yeah. In the two lines, she oh. writes, Jonathan Davidson, head of Sports Writing International. Yeah. She doesn't write an email address. She doesn't say she, J. Davis at sports. Yeah. yeah. It, the internet will just magically know, here ye, here ye, here we go. There's an operator on the other end who, who connects it. Right? Yeah. And then just the idea of, like, he would have email drafts in his Outlook. If, yeah. Well, that didn't exist then, but his whatever, yeah. AOL. Yeah. That, like, his also secretary this, would then go into and send for him yeah also feels a little bit reminiscent of like we're using technology the way we would a carrier pigeon because we don't know what it does yet yeah well in 1997 i don't know how common fucking email was then it's probably just starting out yeah and it's crazy too because like oh yes every draft i have saved is good to go no 
drafts I have long sitting are just like, shit, I forgot to delete. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You don't actually use that feature. And the computer just did not have a lock on it. No. Yeah. No password, no anything. So that's bad on him. A lot of bad things. So then we cut to the night shot of Jules and uh, what's his face? The guy? Mike. Jules and Mike outside the office trying to get into the office. You just watched this. I know. That's here. the worst part. I literally just got just done watching context, this. I watched it yesterday. Yes. Took copious. I, I publicly shame you. I, I know. watched it yesterday. I took copious notes. Uh, and Garrett was like, oh, shit, I'll watch it today. So we finished watching this together 30 minutes ago. Yeah. And I still can't remember half of the details, at oh, least. Jesus. Are so, you okay? Jules and Mike are outside. <laughs> and they're Jules trying- and Mike. Jules and Mike. Jules, Jules and Mike. Mike. I'm going to say their names. I know their names. So Jules and Mike. Jules and Mike, Mike and Jules. Mike, the, the classic duo. They're outside. They're trying to get in. It's not working. Yeah. Uh, the keys aren't working. Nothing's working. They're totally screwed. Yeah. Because the email's just, uh, Jules believes the email's just sitting in the, the drafts. Yeah. And so she's freaking out, like, getting all teary. Like, yeah. I got to do work. I got to go up there because I got to send the numbers out. It's I can't like, tell you why I need to get into this building, So, but just know that I urgently need to get into this building. Yeah. And they also, that is a hysterical lie for her to tell because she's a food critic, but she's got to send the numbers out. The numbers. Yeah. Business is email. Inflate up. Prim <laughs> uh, brulee down. down. Yeah. So he's like, get over yourself. We can do it. It's tomorrow's to Sunday. The, yeah. I'm getting married. First thing Monday, we'll send out those numbers. Yeah. No one cares. They go back to the hotel. And, She's kind of pouty. Point. He's like, yo, if this matters so much to you, um, we'll just call Walter at, the, at his place. Yeah. He's probably still uh, Walter being Kim's dad. Um, he's probably not asleep yet. Um, you get the keys from him. Then you can go up and get, get what you need to get. Yeah. On the way back to the hotel, he has messages waiting for him. One of the messages waiting for Mike is from his boss at Sports Magazine, blah, 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 um, saying like, hey, Mike, hate to do this day before your wedding, but you should know what you're getting into. And not to say, hey, you're fired. Which is great, by the way. Like, I thought they were going to walk right into the boss just being like, well, the head of sports media said fire you, so you're fired for no reason. But he's like, no, like, you're... You're my friend here, even though you're my also my coworker or yeah. colleague or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you're marrying into a family that does this sort of shit to you. Yeah, and it shows the email saying like, "Yo, uh, I, your fiance's dad wants you fired," and he's like, "Oh fuck!" So he he gets in an argument with Cameron Diaz over the phone. We don't see that now. Jules is feeling really shitty outside in the hallway of the hotel. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette. And in comes a very fucking unnecessary scene. With Paul Giamatti. I get. I think this was like early Paul Giamatti. We're not oh, this to... was very early. Don't yeah. Wait, one other thing on the letter. Okay. She's, that email went out in the morning. Did Of that same day. No, no, no. Okay. As How... I understand it, okay. Jules went to uh, Dad's office sometime in the afternoon. Yes. Um, hey, can I use your blah, blah, blah. Um... Dad is leaving the office for the day. Yes. Tells the secretary to send those out. Yes. Secretary sends those out. Yes. Um, and I guess uh, Mike, mm-hmm. his employer, sees them. Yes. And then responds to Mike directly. With, in one day. Afternoon and evening, yeah. So yeah, he, he gets saw, an email. Yeah. He same, same day g- sends through U.S. mail. No, no, it was a fax. It was in the oh, list. that makes more sense. Yeah, I'm like, how in the hell did, did this get, get to him? I no, forgot that faxes exist because it's 2019. Yeah, or he could have just straight emailed back. But no, it was a fax. Okay, that yeah, makes so more sense. it was a fax saying like, yo, your stepdad's trying to get you fired. Or your soon-to-be uh, father-in-law trying to get yeah. you fired. Jules is out in the hallway feeling shitty. He's trying to smoke a cigarette. Paul Giamatti. Uh, Paul Giamatti as a fucking bellboy shows up saying, hey. My Nana always used to say, this too shall pass, because mm-hmm. he sees she's upset. It's like, this isn't necessary. I've, 
I I like Paul Giamatti, but we didn't need him here. I like Paul Giamatti the same way I like vanilla ice cream. Wow. I don't really. It's a classic that gets the people going. I don't. (laughs) There's so many better ice creams. I'm not concerned at all ever about vanilla. I like Paul Giamatti. If you're listening, Paul, you got one fan on this podcast. three Paul Giamatti movies. Oh, what's that one with the kid from Malcolm in the Middle? Oh, Big Fat Liar. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. He plays the rhino. Wait. So first off, seriously? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He plays the rhino. Him? That's Paul Giamatti. That's not good casting. That's a hundred percent Paul Giamatti, and okay. this movie. <laughs> oh, three! Fuck. You just got served. <laughs> Paul Giamatti super fan here. <laughs> you didn't name a good movie, by the way. I named three. Well, you named. You a- didn't say good. You said three. Oh Jesus! It was crazy. You want to go to? He's probably won an Oscar or something. Oh, a hundred percent. And you said Big Fat Liar and Amazing Spider-Man two. <laughs> B- Big Fat Liar was the first movie that I saw him in and then put it together that that was Paul Giamatti. And I loved that movie as a kid, so Paul Giamatti immediately rose to the top of my old dudes that are actors list as You're a 12-year-old. You're not saying his name right. Paul Giamatti. It's Giamatti. I feel like Wingardium Leviosa. I was going to hit you with the Wingardium Leviosa. So but it's, it's a different... Leviosa, not Leviosa. Okay, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I lo- you out here like... Daddy, I love Paul Giamatti, please. And it's like, you, Giamatti, she, he's like, it's Giamatti? It's, you, it's so different. if I say Paul Giamatti, all of a sudden my furniture's going to start floating? I mean, it's not like there's going to be negative repercussions to this. Magic isn't real, Garrett. And I don't say there's negative repercussions. All I'm saying is don't pretend you love him <laughs> when you don't know his name. I know his name. It's like, imagine if I said, I love um, Barack Obama. <laughs> no, it was not that bad. Paul Giamatti versus Paul Giamatti. Like, you're just not hitting that T super I, sharp. I, that, I mean, it took me a second to realize you fucked it up. But I was wow. Like, I'm rolling the T. I'm rolling the T roll. No, I'm not enough to hit the T hard. I don't think that's what you roll. So anyway, she's smoking in a hallway <laughs> with Paul Giamatti. And she's like, you know, what are you going to do? Like, he's like, this is a non-smoking floor. You he, can't he's smoke. He's concerned about the non-smoking thing, which I appreciate because don't smoke in my fucking living space. Yeah, she's like, well, arrest me. I'm a terrible person who does inconsiderate things to other people. And I'm just a bad person, and so yeah. he's like, this too shall pass, it'll yeah. be fine. And kind of just leaves. Like, is that his entire part in this? Well, yeah, that's his entire part, so we're just going to fast forward and acknowledge that I was stupid. Yep. Um, then he opens the door, she falls oh, down. Yeah. J- fucking Julia Roberts falls down like four times, five times in this movie. Absolutely needlessly. No, it's funny. She does. It's a whole little slapstick. Nah. Um, so here's the part. Where Mike thinks that he's not going to marry Kim the next day, and Jules is just right here. And so, he's like, hey, do you still have the ring? And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I got stuck on my finger. He sucks that shit off her yeah, finger. Yeah, 100%. And I was like, we're going about to have a, a morally negative sex scene here. Which, again, he does shit I'm like this it. to oh. a... <laughs> God damn it, Boca. He, do, he does shit like this to a lesser extent throughout the entirety of the movie. He like, doesn't suck her fingers. No, but he well, emotionally... So that I never understood... But like he emotionally sucks her fingers throughout this entire <laughs> film. <laughs> there is emotional finger sucking. What is emotional finger sucking? Look when like? he's singing and then takes her into his arms and slow dances her on a goddamn boat. Okay, that's emotional finger sucking. Yep. When he like re- routinely is calling her like, "What's up, beautiful? What's up, good looking? What's up, all this stuff?" Lot, which I don't like. Yeah, the kid thing was a little weird, but anyway. Infinitizing. You said it wrong. The furniture's flooding. Fuck you, Paul Giamatti. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like an N when you say it, okay? Whatever. Okay, Garrett. Fine. So, um, 
Anyway, so he sucks the ring off her finger, and then he's like, you know, fuck. Hot as shit. Yeah, fuck her, fuck getting married. Don't fuck. No. They do not have sex with like, each hey, other. We'll, maybe we'll hang out later. Let me just get some time alone. Yep. Cut to the day of the wedding. Yes. Um, And he decides to go there to yes. confront her. And Jules is like, oh, don't do that, please. Bad idea. Um, This is just uncomfortable, and I feel shitty because I lied. Yep. So now she's running back and forth between Jules and Kim trying to play, like, the interme- the messenger. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know why she's like this. And Kim's like, well, deep down, I did want him to work for dad. I did want to complete my degree. Yeah. But I still do want to marry him. And then Mike's like, yes, I still want to marry you. And Jules is the one relaying all these messages back and forth. And so that's fine. Hooray, they agree again to get married. Mm-hmm. Now we go to uh, the the gazebo. Yes. What so we're that? at the gazebo, and he's talking about, you know, this whole trust issue shit he has with her and the whole situation that's happening. And she cuts immediately to, finally, the thing that she's been trying to get to this entire fucking movie, which is, I've loved you for nine years. I just was being stubborn and hard-headed and, like, was not really aware of it slash willing to admit it. Uh, I know this is incredibly selfish of me to say, but pick me, don't pick her, and oh, I no, love you. No, you gotta say the quote right, because that's a good quote. Yeah, what is it? Um, so, they, he, Michael agrees to marry Kim again. They're all happy, and Jules is like, yo, can I just get a minute? So they walk out, because it's a massive estate, and they're in mm-hmm. the gazebo in the sun. And, the, and, the, and the, the romantic comedy movie music starts playing. Yep. He's like, yo, I've, I've always loved you. Can you just do me one small favor? Pick me, love me, let me make you happy. Um, and I was like, damn. And she yeah. said that she's tearing up and shit. And then she goes in for the kiss. And the music swells. And he's not kissing her back. No, he's not at like, all. This is happening to me, I guess. Yep. And he sees Kim behind them. Yeah. And she, and she responds in a very inefficient fucking way. <laughs> By running she's, the fuck out of there. Kim starts sprinting. Like, it's, she's trying to get a good 40 time. Yeah. And then, so Kim's running away. Then Michael's running after Kim. And then Jules is running after Michael. So it's just And they're all screaming each other's name. Yeah. Go Kim! Michael! Michael. Nobody's yelling Jules. Nope. And that point comes up later. It turns into a car chase. Yep. Kim has to steal a fuck or not Kim. Kim drives off in her car. Michael drives off in presumably his car, loots another car. We got a black BMW three series being driven by Kim. Wait, you remember this shit? Yes, we got a late nineties Buick Regal in prosthetic leg gold being driven I know. I want to (laughs) being driven behind her, but somehow not able to catch up. You didn't remember the character's No, but I got all the makes and models. And then we got some stupid Ford delivery truck that like was how like had like baguettes on the side. The Julia Roberts decides she's just gonna jack that shit and start driving after the two of them. And so while she's driving off, while she's in a high speed chase in a bread truck, she's calling uh George. And he's like, George, this isn't fucking working. And he's like, Well, George is like, Well, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, I ki- I told him and I kissed him. And before he had a chance to respond, um, he, Kim was there, blah blah blah. And then George is like, Okay, so Michael's chasing Kimmy. Kim. Uh, you're chasing Michael. Who's chasing you? And I was like, ah. No one's chasing you. No one's chasing you. No one wants you. Fucking who's loving you if I smoke your ass? A hundred percent. Yeah, and it just, I was like, and, she, and he's like, get it? So, yeah. fine, he ca- she catches up to Michael, Kim's gone, and she confesses the whole thing about the email and trying to secretly get him fired to yep. just stir up shit. So it just like doubles down on the evil here. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Pretty severely. Yeah, you. this is where you got turned off from the movie, right? Well, so, a couple things. First off, I'm going to make Boca want to have a brain aneurysm. Um, she, he's in a Buick Regal 
which has a V8. And Wait, this is the problem? Yep. He, she, he cannot is catch. Is really the problem? No, but there's, this is layers of the problem. Okay. He cannot catch this BMW. He cannot find Kimmy. He has no idea where she's gone off to. He decides to go to a train station yeah. to then go looking for her. Yeah. Julia Roberts has kept up perfectly with him in the bread truck. It could all be on the traffic lights. They're not, like, criminally driving here. I mean, it just seems very lazy. Anyway, so they both go. Or con- it's it's contrived. It's contrived. Nobody else on earth. He should have been able to keep up with her. Garrett. Garrett. V8 American Muscle, even if it's terrible. Garrett. Okay, it's not American Muscle, but it's a it's a car. Where's beer from? It's from America, but it's not a muscle car. It's just bullshit. Garrett. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. That since 1997, yes, nobody else has had this problem. I know, that's because they're not looking hard enough. I like to get into those oh. nitty gritty fine details, but no, hang on. There's bigger problems here. There are bigger problems that actually matter. Okay, fine. So once he's there and he's like, yeah, okay, so she's not here. I can't find her. Jules kind of gives up and is like, you know, I tried ch- ch- chasing him down, but I kind of lost him in the crowd. Oh wait, here he is. He's sitting on a bench because of course he is. Um. <laughs> She sits next to him and is in like, you know, okay, so this is bad. Like, this whole situation's bad, but there's more bad to it that you aren't aware of. Yeah. Um, I was the one that wrote that email from Kimmy's father. She didn't write it. He didn't write it. I'm the bad guy here. Yeah. And his response is not, you fucking horrible friend. You have cost me potentially my wedding, the woman I wanted to marry and who I love, and... I've done this repeatedly, and also let me live out this lie, make an ass of myself, kiss me in front of the woman I'm to marry, and now I'm sitting here like a dick at a train station. Instead, he goes, well, like, you know, you really cared about me a whole lot, and I know it shouldn't be flattering, but it kind of is. So, you know what? That's just Does fine. Does Michael not like himself? I don't know. I don't think Michael's with the book I or with the program it. here. But, like, Jesus. He's yeah. Like, you, oh, God. And so she's, she's just crying, so he's like, Okay. Yep, it's like, okay, it's fine, you're crying, so you feel bad, so it's fine. Yeah. And so then, th- she's like, no, like, we'll get her back, we'll find her, I'll, you go to all the places you guys ever di- went on dates to, and I'll just go looking randomly. Yeah, in Chicago. Not yeah. A, not a, it's, it's, it's a tiny city, it's a town, like 2,000 people talk. Oh yeah, real small little farmland. Yeah. So then she calls back to the house, one of the people there, I forgot at this point, a cousin, it's, a sister, uh, a neighbor... Yeah, someone who's one, not one of the other bridesmaids. Yeah, someone like, that knew oh, her longer than eight minutes and is not the maid of honor. Yeah, she's like, oh, funny scene about sucking the dick of a ice sculpture of David aside is like, and I'm not going to clarify that. Yep, uh, watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, just you know, just watch it. Fuck just it. watch it. Amazon for like three bucks. Yeah. Um, she's like, yo, I uh, we got a call saying uh, Kim is at um, is it is it Wrigley Field? Where did the yeah. White Sox play? Yeah, at, at one of the box seats at Wrigley's. Uh, uh, I don't know Chicago. I don't. Where, I don't pay attention to baseball. Yeah. I don't pay attention to baseball. I'm sure they have two separate spots. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Jules runs there, and she finds Kimmy in the, the bathroom mm-hmm. at the spot. And they have it out there. They, ha- they have it out in public. Like, Kim's pissed as shit. Yeah. Oh, and this is where we, it's like, yo, Kim might not be dumb. Yeah. Because Kim, Kim comes out the stall pissed off. He's like, yo, you big-haired, uh, two-faced food critic. Uh, you try to kiss my uh, fiance and try to break up my wedding. Well, you did kiss my fiance. Yeah. And then and he's like, "Well, you put me. Why'd you put me in the bridal party after eight minutes?" And he's like, "I was just trying to." She doesn't say I was trying to keep you close, but it's acknowledged. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, keep your friends keep close and your enemies closer. Is that true? 
I don't think it's true. Because when the enemies are closer, they can just stab you easier. Yeah, and also it seems like it's a, a bad time for you because you're just surrounded by all your enemies super yeah, close. Yeah, so maybe just keep your enemies very, very, far, very away. far away. And your friends super close. That yeah, seems like a better strategy. friends get stabbed first. There we go. Use the friends as shields. It's like yeah. route running a bear. You don't got to be faster than the bear. You just got to be faster than your friend. Exactly. So, you know, another moral to take away from this movie. Yeah, run away from bears. Um, yeah, so Kim's not a complete idiot. At least she had an attempted plan despite appearing just effervescent and bubbly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Jules apologizes and says, like, you know what, I'm sorry. Michael still, I kissed him, he didn't kiss me. Yep. Um, let me take you to your wedding. Yes. You know, you're getting married today. And this part I thought was funny, because after all of that, like, if if Jules tried to take me to the church, I would just assume she's going to drive into the river and kill us both. Yes, 100%. Like, if I can't have him, nobody, nobody can. can. Like, she's coming across, and that's why I cannot stress enough. If it wasn't Julia Roberts, oh yeah. if she wasn't Julia Roberts, this is an insane woman who has done insane shit, and no one should trust, let alone invite to the if, wedding or have be a maid of honor. If this is, who, who's it in the Stephen King movie, Misery? Yes, 100%. Kathy Bates? Uh, yes, she's Kathy Bates. She's Kathy Bates, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very covetous. Yep, just yeah. making him sick, keeping him in bed. At one point, too, George is like, yo, is do you love him, or is this about winning? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, I guess it's about, she does love him, because it's a rom-com. But it's a little bit about, winning. it's a little bit about winning. It's, yeah. Poor she's very egotistical. Knows. Yep. Yeah. So then we cut to, they're at the wedding, and the wedding's beautiful. Yeah, it, they, these people have fuck you money yeah. out, out the ass. Yeah, they're, they're, they throw the, the bouquet. Uh, she, oh, Cameron Diaz looks amazing. Yep. Um, Jul- and Julie Roberts gives a really nice uh, bridesmaid, or maid of honor speech. Like, I had a dream a crazy woman was trying to wake you up. It was me. Or, trying to break you up. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, but you know what? I didn't get you a gift. Um, but I got you a song, and then she has the band play her and Mike's song, which still could be Oh, if I'm Mike, I'm like, you fucking stalker. Looking, up, looking down through your sunglasses. At my wedding, yeah. you not only kissed me, proposed your undying love for me, framed my fiancé to then be uh, fired. fired, and on top of it all, you had my first dance out to our song from nine years ago, yeah, like so- while you're crying... Not really grateful tears, but like actual sad tears. It was both. At this point, I see not enough time had passed in the movie for the audience. Yes, you know what? These scenes are stacking back to back with no closure. Yes, you're not wrong. <laughs> I just know that I imagine the author, the writer's intent, or the director's intent, whatever. Yeah. Julia Roberts is being gracious now. Yeah, yeah. But it definitely feels funky. It feels a little funky. There's some funk here. Yeah. And so, so yeah, um, uh, Mike and Kimmy run off because they throw the rice at them. They yep. drive away. And then the, the movie's basically, George shows up at the wedding. Oh, that is kind of, th- I like that, that scene. Cute. This was good. This yeah. was cute. So, like, George is on the phone. Like, yo, I, I see you, essentially. And he finds, like, hey, uh, we might not, we, there won't be uh, sex. There nope. won't be, did he say there won't be love? No, he didn't say there won't no. be love. Uh, there won't be sex. There won't be blah. There, we will have dance. And then they dance together. To the same song that they were singing at the re- wedding, uh, yep. the restaurant. I say a little prayer for you, and it's great. And everyone's dancing. It's like a triumphant remix of it. If you end a movie at a wedding with triumphant music playing, it will bump its score. By it was a level. successful movie. If you do, um, this will be everlasting love, love train, always be my maybe, mm-hmm. um, jagged edge, let's get married, or this remix of I say a little prayer. Hell, Meghan Markle and Prince uh, Redhead. They had uh, good old Ron Weasley. What's his name? Is it Charles? I don't know. Really, H- Harry. H- Harry. Yeah, 
they uh they had acquired you a re- not a remix um or an arrangement of mm-hmm. Stand By Me. It was yes. fucking amazing. Yes, it was. You end you have a triumphant song at the wedding and then yo we're, when we do more black rom coms we'll just get into that. It's like yeah that's just a move. Yeah. 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 So it was great and then they dance and the movie ends and it's done. So it's like hooray. Who'd you love in this movie, Boca? <laughs> I want to hear you say it first. Um, I like George. Yeah. George is great. George gets five stars from me. He's a solid friend. He gives her great advice. He's like, stop being an asshole and just say how you feel. And he even predicts the ending of the movie, which is he's going to still go for her, and you're going to have to say goodbye to all this, but at least you tried. Yeah, because earlier, uh, George is like, George tells Jules, Jules, tell uh, Mike how you feel. Jules, what's going to happen? George says... He's going to choose her. Um, and you're going to, it's going to be the end of this. You'll live with it. Yeah, yeah, Because he is, y'all were friends for nine years. Don't get in the fucking way of that. Yeah, no, you you had your shot here. Yeah. And uh, I like George. Yeah, I, I love George. Yep. And that is the end of my list of people that I like in this movie. You didn't like Kim? Uh, Kim is innocent. Kim's annoying. In fact, I feel bad for Kim. Deeply. Because like we said, Kim is 20 years old. Yes. She's a junior at the University of Chicago. Yes. The best school in Chicago and Illinois? Yeah. Yeah, the best school in Illinois. She's a junior there. She's studying architecture. Yep. And she's about to drop it all. And she's rich. Mm-hmm. She's about to drop it all to marry some, like, 28-year-old sports writer. Yeah. How the fuck did they meet? I have no idea. No, and no way that wasn't creepy. And they also never bring up how they met. Yeah, because they recognize that it would have been gross. Yeah. She didn't have to be so young. She could have at least been a graduate. I know. We could have at least made this woman an she adult. She been so pure and blah, 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 blah. But, like... But no, yeah, she was a Labrador. She was fine. She was furniture. No, but not only that, like, beyond just a Labrador, she was, like, upsettingly willing to change herself and change her yeah. plans. To make That's sure surprisingly her. accurate to real life, though. There's a lot of people that will do that. I'm just saying. You can't give me a knowing look on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see your face. I'm just saying, I think people, a lot of times in relationships, will make sacrifices for the sake of they want a successful relationship, even if it means actually staking things that them as an individual outside of this relationship might want. Well, I'm not mad at people when you're already in something um, making mutual sacrifices to make the love work. Yes. It is all one-sided. Like, yeah. Mike has a shitty job. or He loves job his he, shitty job. A job he loves, yeah. but a poor-paying job yes. as just a, a beat sports writer for like the fucking White Sox, mm-hmm. not the most important <laughs> baseball team in Chicago. Nope. Although, I mean, back then, the Cubs were still in the drought. They yeah. didn't win the World Cup. Or, well, not the World the Cup. World Cup. The real sport on earth that matters is soccer, okay? Wow. But, um... That's a debate from those times. the big one until uh, years later. Yeah. So, around that was probably like an 80-year drought. What is the big one called? Just the, There we go. Thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he basically... Nothing of him... He was not asked to give anything else up of himself. <clears throat> no. Keep the job. Keep the travel. Instead of joining a girlfriend's dad's company to make a better job... No, she just drops out of school. Yeah. And she blah, blah, blah. All these reasons are reasons why Kim did not make the list. Uh, Julia Roberts that's also... That's not a reason to love her. She's still... No, I didn't say I love her. Or that's, that's not a reason to not love her. Right? I, I'm, I'm lukewarm on her. She's a character in the movie. She needs to be in the movie. Nothing spectacular happened there. Um, Michael is an idiot. He's kind of a dick sometimes. Though. He's a dick and a he's... A mild dick. This is... He's a mild dick. He's being needlessly flirtatious with Julia Roberts uh, when he's, like, in love with this other girl and, and like, getting married. Needlessly. He's sucking rings off fingers. He, well, okay, at that point, he thought the engagement was over. Yeah, I guess. So that's not, and it was also, like, this is... 
I don't. He's responding to what Jordan, he's picking up. What she's putting down. Yes. I don't think he's going out of his way to be skeezy. I think it's like this woman comes in and is trying is hitting on you and she's being successful. Mm, I guess, but like just the fact that let's fine, let's just take that at face value. When she comes clean with everything that she's done, and he's like, "Ah, you cried. It's water under you know water off a duck's back or whatever." Let's just keep duck. going. All right, didn't I say duck? I thought you said dog. No, well I think I said duck, but with an L, a dog, a dog's back. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, not a big fan of Michael. And then uh, Jules is obviously like the main character, but also like lightweight, the villain of the movie. I've never seen Fatal Attraction. Oh, I have. Um, but that would love to know how this ties in. Oh yeah, the idea of that, the just the phrase, not the film itself, mm-hmm. it applies here. It's like Jules is being despicable. Yes. Kind of. A little bit. She's a kind of a huge piece of shit in this movie. Yeah, but because it's like Julia Roberts, we put up with it. Yeah. Like it's like we some we accuse- this. You know what? This one reminded me very much of the Julia Roberts when Julia Roberts played what's her face in Notting Hill, where the whole time all you're thinking is the only reason why this guy's into you is because you're Julia Roberts, it's and in this movie condoning your behavior because you're Julia Roberts. That is yes. Yeah. Why like you show up. You you the you broke up with him back when yes. school. Y'all were just best friends and all yeah. fine. Uh, the Who's the opera singer that wanted a Britain's Got Talent? Wait, the, the one, one that does opera. I dreamed a dream. Susan Boyle. Yes, if Susan Boyle was doing this, was, it was uh, putting out this type of behavior. Yes, a hundred percent. If Susan Boyle was was doing this to Wait, one of her close well, friends, okay. she is not getting away with this she shit. A hypothetical, less hot person. No, I'm going at Boyle. She might listen. That's fine. Bad. Susan Boyle, Paul Giamatti. I'm just shouting people out. These are the two people that we've shouted out. Oh, I thought, I thought you were trying to apologize by saying the name Paul Giamatti. And I was like... <sighs> when we're back on the Paul Giamatti train. Giamatti. Giamatti. When Guardian Leviosa. <laughs> Giamatti. Um, anyway. So that's how you say it, right? Yeah, that's who I liked in the movie. I like George. Go George. George was great. I, I wrote down, not to do even further gay erasure than fucking Jules already did by invalidating his marriage for mm-hmm. fucking unnecessary ruse. Yes. But yo, if George was straight and single mm-hmm. in this film and then it ends with they like, hey, just say like, hey, let's go get coffee. That would have been slick. It would have been the best. Yeah, you actually, the way that it ends, you really do want George and Julie Roberts to wind up you together. Want to, yeah, listen, they're dancing to fucking I Say a Little Prayer at the wedding. Yeah. And like smiling and laughing and shit. You want it to end with them going together. Yeah. Yeah. And like they, they in fact, they, they, I don't remember what the initial ending was. But they changed this ending to bring George back into it just because, like, audiences loved him so much. Wait, really? The test audiences loved him. Damn. Yeah, so, like, George is the best. Yeah, George for press. Everyone else? Nah, I'm uh, selling my stock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, except Mike was a bit of a dick. He was just asking uh, Kim to sacrifice so much. Yeah. Fucking drop out. Oh, wait, that was the other thing that we did not talk about. Is at the karaoke, or not the karaoke thing. The first time in the movie where they both bring up, Joey Roberts and and, uh, Kim both bring up to him, hey, why don't you quit your job and go work for my dad? Yeah. He goes off. Yeah. Needlessly. There's no need for any of this. He's like, how dare you? I know my job, I guess, isn't good enough for you. He has a chip on his shoulder. He does, but I mean, he brings it to like a 10. He's like, maybe we shouldn't, like, we don't belong together. Like, he's ready to, like, call off the wedding on just it being mentioned. Mm -hmm. 
and so anyway, yes, he is a dick because she has to sacrifice everything. If they even bring up one thing about him maybe needing to change an aspect of his life. Yeah. In fact, do you think this they last long? Uh, I think that's the first. I think it's the first wedding, my first marriage. Do you think the age gap is too much? I think the age, uh, it's in the long run, the age gap isn't that much. The age gap gets less and yeah. less. Yeah, as time goes on, it, it becomes basically negligible. But yeah. I think neither one of them, I mean, they didn't even know each other that long. They kind of just jumped into this thing. They all kind of acknowledged that, yeah, they really never established, like, a reason why they're getting married other than, that, like, she's bubbly and he's... She's great. She's not just bubbly. She was nice. Nice is such a loadedly not positive term now. Yeah, but I think she was exactly that level of nice. Where you're just like, you're fine. Like, if if you were single and I'm trying to set you up with somebody, and you ask me, what are they like? And I say, oh, she's nice. You're not excited anymore. No, because I think you're trying to hide something. Yeah. 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 And she was nice. So, uh... Hurtful. I know. Uh, Anything else? Any other thoughts, feelings, hot takes, first opinions? Let me think about it. Okay. In the meantime, I'm going to give it a one to ten. Yeah, give it a 1 to 10. Oh, give it a 1 to 10, and I have a hot take. Wow. I'm going to give it, I think in the right mood. So here's the thing. I watched this in, in two spurts. I watched the first half at work. I watched the second half after work. During work, I gave it, like a, like, and that was before the email. Everything up to the email, I gave this movie like an 8.5. I was even texting my girlfriend, like, actually, this is pretty cool. You might want to watch this movie. Post the email scene, I gave it like a, Five. I thought I just jumped the shark and went right off the rails. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll give it a six. Eight plus five divided by two, six five. Yeah, I'll give it a six and a half. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That's my rating. Before I rate it. Yes. Here's my hot take. Okay. The answer to this these three people's problems is group sex. And if there's one takeaway from the Bromance podcast, it's always the solution to any relationship issue can always be solved with group sex. What was the other time? There isn't one, but I think it's the continuing theme that we should go off of from now on. Somewhere in here where the answer is also group sex. What was the last one? Notting Hill, Say Anything, The Wedding Singer. The Wedding wedding Singer, singer, that would have been the solution. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Christine Taylor and Adam Sandler group sex. Yep. That really was not the answer. No, but it might be the answer on this one. I'm okay with it. That's not even a hot take. That's just a good a, good like opinion. Have, like, like, like George said, um, uh, Mike is chasing Kim. Jules is chasing uh, Mike. Yes. But also, Kim will do anything to Mike, yeah. make Mike happy. So, polyamory, let's go big love. Yep. Yeah. Get a TLC show out of this thing. He already has connections in media because he's a billionaire. It'll be fine. They'll... Yeah, he's not a billionaire. Well, sorry, this the father in law is so you know he'll he'll flex that. Yeah, yeah. We can we can make this work. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call it the Chicago Dreamland. No. Mm. Something. The group sex is the answer. Three answer. strikes, you're in. Because uh, baseball. Anyway, Buck, what's your one to ten? You gave it a six five. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked it more than you, so I'm just gonna give it a seven five. Wow, there we go. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it gets bonus points for ending. With, yeah. Um, I say a little prayer. I but, still might watch it again at some future point. No, I don't. Um, wow. I don't rewatch movies unless it's like necessary or when people haven't seen it. I, I, with my girlfriend, I yeah, might rewatch this she movie. Hasn't seen it. She's not seen it. Okay. Yeah. We'll maybe do that. Okay. Yeah, so group sex is the answer. Yep. Um, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week where we're doing Runaway Bride? Yes, we're doing Runaway Bride, which, right. yeah. Okay, hopefully this one's true. I feel like in the last episode we said this episode was going to be Runaway Bride. I don't think people are listening that devotedly to the podcast. That's true. Worry about it. Okay. Forget, follow us on Twitter at Podcast Bromance. Uh, follow myself at Boca Boca. Follow Garrett at 
uh, not my own Twitter. You don't know your own handle? You can say your Instagram. Uh, Balian Bougie. There we go. That's actually probably also my Twitter. It'll be fine. There you go. Thanks, okay. Everybody. Thanks. Oh no.